Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, baseball family. <laughs> so we talked about blowouts and we talked about no hitters. Um... Let's talk unwritten rules. There are some unwritten rules that are associated with each. Um, yeah. And this is the thing that I think is funny is the rules are unwritten for a reason. Okay. Let me just get this out of the way to, to start <laughs> with. Wait, wait. Be- are you on your soapbox? I'm I'm just going to say, just let me say it real quick. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anytime I hear of the unwritten rules of baseball, I think of Captain Barbosa from... <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Only appropriate that I'm wearing my pirate baseball shirt tonight. <laughs> yeah. I think of when they say stick to the code. Ah, the code be but but guidelines. <laughs> that's right. That, that's really what the unwritten rules are. It's guidelines to be playing with etiquette. Um, I guess you could see say playing politely and having good sportsmanship. Yes. Um, but that being said, all of those standards are also from the 19th century. Well, all of them, most of them, because that's where the unwritten rules come from. Mm-hmm. Okay, is it started at the beginning of the game? You know, oh, we played gentlemanly. Yes, put your bow tie tight and see. Yes, you know. <laughs> oh wow, like that's yeah. That, okay, <laughs> I was when anytime I go into that voice, I I uh, I, I channel my great grandpa because yeah. anytime he try to teach us something, he'd be like, like this, see. Like, <laughs> well he sounds like a terrific fella he was he's a stand-up guy. a real swell guy you'd say yeah it's a real swell guy ah yeah, yeah so he, he's a real but anyways <laughs> so so brig that that's where the unwritten rules come from and that's why i feel I like they've been challenged so much lately because they've been in the game for over you know 150 years 150 whatever years yeah right you know and and a lot of them are out of date and part of the unwritten rules are why MLB is fighting an uphill battle to bring in a younger, young, younger, younger demographic. Right. I mean, am I am I wrong there? I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Said the said the man. <laughs> <laughs> are you fight? Are you fighting curmudgeonry there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I even have my I hands like interlaced. Feel my it interlaced. coming through my headphones as you're sitting there <laughs> listening to me talk. Like it just—it was just like poking me right in my ear, curmudgeonry. I just am so excited <laughs> to talk about this. <laughs> but, but so those are the things we're going to talk about. We just talked about where they came from. Let's talk about what are they? What are the unwritten rules? What are some of yeah. the unwritten rules? All right. So. So let's go ahead and get into some of these unwritten rules. Brig, now, you mentioned one earlier. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. So, go ahead. So no, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to segment if segue into that. So this yeah. weekend during Alec Mills' no no, I had the mm-hmm. opportunity to talk about what a no no means to a friend of mine and kind of explain, you know, 
not just the technicalities of it, but the details, the, the nuances, if you will, right? And mm-hmm. um, one of the things, so here's the situation. I'm, I'm watching the game. I, I have it on my phone. I'm holding it up. And I'm in my garage while my toddler plays in the street because that's what kind of parent I am. <laughs> Just leave me alone. And she, <laughs> we're in a cul-de-sac. Okay, leave me alone. But she's in the street and we're running around, or she's running around. I'm sitting in my garage, and uh, and I'm watching the 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 last three outs in the ninth inning. Right, so out twenty-five occurs, and I yell very loud, and. <laughs> another neighbor comes out of his garage too <laughs> and he's there are you okay brig i said yes i'm i'm doing great actually he says everything what's going on and i said look <laughs> history history is being made in chicago right now but we are not going to talk about it and he said he said he must have been able to hear the game audio because it was quite loud and uh, and I said, because he kind of you know he walked over a little bit, and I said, and I and he said, well, what's happening in Chicago? I said we are not <laughs> going to talk about it, but it's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and then he muffled something. I don't know. It may or may not have sounded like no hitter. I don't know. Maybe it was this yeah. jumbled mess of consonants and vowels just kind of he turned i couldn't mm-hmm. i wasn't actually paying attention who knows what he said i'm not going to acknowledge it but he said he he walked away and said oh okay <laughs> turned around and i he gets it <laughs> yeah he gets it so then i'm screaming and everyone knows i'm fine and we don't talk about it so yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> So one of the things that, in case you didn't know, one of the unwritten rules is that you do not talk about a no-hitter. And this is something I alluded to earlier when I said Mm -hmm. I get the notification on my phone from MLB.com and it says there's a no-hit bid through six in Chicago or in Milwaukee right now um, for Cubs pitcher Alec Mills. And I'm like, what the freak, man? We're not supposed to talk about it. (laughs) How How did I just get a notification? You guys are MLB.com. Pull your head out. <laughs> so now here's my thing with not talking to a pitcher during a no-hitter. Like, I understand why. You don't want to get it in his head, right? Because then he starts pressing him. He probably won't make his pitches. I I get right. it. I get it. But my question to you is, is this more of an unwritten rule or is it more of a superstition? Well, so it's interesting. We didn't get into the divergent mentalities because you're right. It originated as you do not talk to the pitcher mm-hmm. during a no-hitter. But yeah, like it has morphed. He, he, he it has morphed the end into the not... Yeah, we, now now you don't talk about it. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and so I feel like I feel like in the dugout, it's an unwritten rule because it's like, dude, don't, yes. you don't say it. You don't, want, you don't want it floating in the ether because you don't want it to land in his ear. That's right. And I guess that's where it comes from with the fans, too, because you don't want there to be in the stadium. You don't want there to be kind of like a low mumble of no hitter. No, no, no. Yes, of course. Nobody's going to hit. You know, you don't want that flowing, like I said, through the ether because it might end up in his ear. That's how I feel. Even like you sitting at home, you're not going to talk about it with your neighbors. Is that more of a superstition or does that fit in with the unwritten rules? 
and this is what we talked about with my friend. This is 100% superstitious. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we are a desperately superstitious people, baseball people. We just are. I'm I'm yes, not going to apologize true. for it. I just won't. In fact, I think I think that's a whole other episode, superstition. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But you're right so. when it comes to drawing a line between the two. But but I think you you know the rule, the unwritten rule is that you don't talk about it in the dugout. You don't especially bring it up mm-hmm. to the pitcher. But yeah, the, so but Sorry, it's become ahead, a fan ahead. rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was, I was, uh, I had a friend in hi- in high school through a, a perfect game. And, wow. And it was, yeah, it was while I was injured, so I was keeping book, and I, I came to the realization it was I want to say it was like in the fifth inning or the beginning of the sixth that I was like, Soch has a perfecto going. <laughs> um and i kind of looked at the guy next to me and he goes don't say a word <laughs> yes. it's like all right yeah we got it and he went on he he finished it he finished the perfect game he did it and i'll tell you this he's the one guy i caught in my entire life who had big league stuff at 15 and he ended up tearing his rotator cuff and couldn't pitch anymore man but that's a whole different thing but anyways yeah so so i get it i get like in the dugout you don't say anything you you know you don't don't even get it out there because you don't want the pitcher to get in his own head because that can happen, especially with pitchers. Well, and he's so. already there. That's the problem. Yeah. So if yeah. you read David Cohn's autobiography, Full Count, you'll get a really good insight into what it's like to be a pitcher in a no-hitter and a perfect game scenario. And mm-hmm. the yeah. way he translates that experience and gives it to us is 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 gold. Mm-hmm. It really is super, super well-written. There's so, a lot of stuff about that book that's well written, but especially that chapter about the perfect game was fantastic. Well, he's, he fra- the whole thing is framed in that. Yeah, he starts mm-hmm. the starts the narrative and then he works into it and then yeah, he gets in oh, it's just terrific. But yeah. So yes, there's there but there are more rules surrounding a no-hitter that we should talk about. One of them is you do not bunt to break up a no-hitter. That's a that's a violation of the unwritten rules. Mhm. And, and for the, me, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, no. was just, I was just gonna say about the the bunting. So I don't feel like if you are a so if you're a guy who doesn't typically bunt, okay, I get it. Especially if the if the shift is on, because you know guys aren't because you're not normally gonna bunt to beat the shift anyway. So I don't think you that guy should be doing that. Okay, it's kind of a cheap move, especially against the shift, like. To me, it's like, okay, that's pretty messed up. But a guy like, if you've got like D. Gordon or Brian right. Hamilton up to bat and everybody's playing straight up and you've got one or two outs in the ninth inning and you're about to get no hit, like those guys can absolutely lay down a bunt because that's something yeah. they would do normally. Kyle Schwarber is like one of the best the in the business. Which is strange to me. It is. It is. I'm not <laughs> arguing with you there. But I just want to add that keeping it in Chicago for today, that that is absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I feel like that's the way that is. Like, not mm-hmm. not everybody. Like, if you want to lay down a bunt because that's what you do, that's fine. Go ahead and do it. But don't like beat the shift when the guy's got two outs into the ninth inning because that's bush league. That that is that is to me. But mm-hmm. um, I, we'll I don't disagree with you, but that bristles. I bristle against the idea of being competitive. Right, like do what it takes to win. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and that's that's my thing too. Yeah. Is that like it yeah, it might be Bush League, but at the same time, like you're and, and that's the thing too, is if it's a close game, if it's a two nothing game and a no hit. That's where I draw the line. Yep. Then yeah, go ahead, do what you gotta do. Cause you yeah, can if still you're win within two or three runs and you can start a rally on a beat in the shift mm-hmm. bunt up the left field or up the uh yeah, the left field uh, line. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking run it out, man. Drop a yeah. bunt, lay it down. Get a double. You get a double out of it. Yeah, you don't know. That's exactly yeah. how I feel. If you're within two or three runs, I don't care how many outs the other team has. I don't care I don't care who the pitcher is. It could be a no no. Doesn't matter to me. Like well, be competitive. And part of throwing a no no is getting the tough outs. It's not just the pitcher, it's that's the defense. Right. That's right. It's and that's the what tough outs. that's yeah, that's what my friend and I talked about this weekend was we were talking about uh, how it's a, these are tremendous team efforts. I mean, especially mm-hmm. a no, a perfect game, but a no no as well. There's a huge, mm-hmm. huge team effort, and you can't the pitcher can't do it alone. I think that so King Felix is the last one to record a perfect game. It was in 2012, and I think right. he did so on the back of what like nine strikeouts or something like that. Yeah, or ten. Yeah, he struck out because he he was striking guys out all the time back then. It was it yeah. was absurd. But, yeah, but yeah, it wasn't and, and he, 27 strikeouts. That's what I'm saying. No, like, yeah, we're talking, we're talking. He got just under a th- or about a third of the strikeouts, or of the mm-hmm. outs were were at the plate. The rest of them were in the field. Yes, and and that that's to your point exactly right. That it take it takes everybody. It takes everybody to be perfect. It takes everybody to be to get yeah. a, a no hitter. You know, that's why it's so special. Yeah. Now, Brad, what Definitely. do you? We've talked about this before, and we'll move on after this, but what do you think about combined no-nos? Are you as excited about them or not? No, not at all. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> the Mariners Very threw good. one several years ago, and I was just kind of like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Throw a complete game if you're going to get a no-no. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, <laughs> all right. Do you swing on a 3-0 count? Three balls, no strikes. Your team is way ahead. Do you swing on a 3-0 count? Yes. This is, this is an unwritten rule that you it don't. Is. That's the rule states that you don't. Oh, that's true, right? The rule states that you don't. But do you, in my opinion? Yes. And we talked about this a little bit with Fernando Tatis last week. <laughs> yes. He, you know, he <laughs> he hit a grand slam to go up by 10. You know, you're already up six, which, like we said, in today's Major League Baseball, is not a huge lead. Six it's is big, not. But it's not insurmountable. It's not insurmountable. It's not huge. Yeah. Yes. So, not only did he swing on a 3-0 pitch up six, he swung on a 3-0 pitch with the bases loaded. And I'm kind of like, that's fine. Like, if you're, yeah. a pit, you're a major league pitcher, make a competitive pitch and get an out. Right. You know, if you want to try to get him to chase something, that's fine. But don't just groove something 3-0. I, I think that's an absolutely absurd rule that I, guys I should be too. able to swing on any count whenever. Because um, we played in a state tournament in high school where we blew everybody out. I think we ended up like our final margin in like five games was like 85 to like six. Wow. And Jeez. yeah, it was insane. And our coach came and he told us, he's like, guys don't swing until you have a strike because mm-hmm. we were hitting everything, you know? And, and I don't feel like that's an okay thing. I mean, at that level. Yeah. Because you got to show some more sportsmanship because kids have feelings, but <laughs> at the major league level, they don't. I don't care about your feelings. Your bank account is your feelings, and you can go home and you can cry on hundred dollar bills. So, <laughs> wow, ruthless <laughs> blackjack, Brad. <laughs> Maybe it is the beard. I don't know, but 
no i don't i don't feel like at the major league level you're a professional play professionally get it out i don't care what the count is i don't care what the score is you've got to get 27 outs to get out of the game and nobody should be going easy on you because you're I agree. a grown man yep i absolutely agree with that actually so um i'm gonna skip the the looking at a home run one i feel like we beat yeah. that to a pulp we we talk mm-hmm. about that all the time the, yeah. the the rule is that you don't stand in the box and wait for your home run to clear the fence. That's the idea. Um, yeah. this, I agree. Don't do it. You want to play baseball like a baby back, you know what, then you can stand in the box. And then you get thrown a baseball at your head. And we're going to talk about that later. But <laughs> do you, um, the next rule, let's talk about this. Do not steal bases if your team is ahead by a significant amount. Think of all the squishy language in that one. And that's and that's what you talk about being competitive. Yes. Be competitive from start to finish. You don't go out there and say, oh, we're up six. I'm not going to run. I mean, especially with nowadays when guys have enough incentives built into their contracts. I mean, I watched the Mariners a couple weeks ago. They, they were still in bases up. Uh, let's see, up four runs in the four. top of the ninth inning. Yeah. And then they ended up losing in a walk-off because yeah. the Padres came back and scored seven runs. Of course they did. In one inning. So play to win the game, in the words of Herm Edwards. <laughs> right. Until it's if over. If that means stealing bases. Yeah, if that means stealing bases, go steal bases. Right. Swing at a 3-0 pitch, what do you care? Yeah. Exactly. You don't care about their kids. <laughs> right? Like, come on. You're here <laughs> to right. win baseball games. Yeah. That's right. You don't right. care about their kids. Yeah. Now, all right. Last one, and then we'll take a break. Okay. <laughs> if the pitcher gives up back-to-back homers, two batters come up, both of them launch them out, they dropping bombs on this dude, are you allowed to swing at the first pitch of the next at-bat, that third, the, the subsequent batter? Now, the unwritten rule is that you are not allowed to do that. Right. How do you feel about this, Brad? It's the same thing with three zero. Don't go in there and just groove a pitch because you don't think the guy's going to swing. Go out there and make competitive pitches. Yep. And especially See, I agree if you're out that. there grooving pitches, at what point do you just like what? At what point are you giving up as a pitcher? Well, and it, and what are you allowing to influence your decision to give up? Mm-hmm. See, because to me, this is all about the mental game. This is all about who's tough, who's not, who can hang, who can't. This is resilience in the moment. This is all kinds of things. And and really, if I'm letting you throw the first pitch for a grooved strike, right, right down the pipe, no juice, no nothing. It's like, come on, man. I'm going to drill mm-hmm. that, right? Oh, definitely. Because how many of those in your life are you even going to get? <laughs> Hitting is hard enough as it is. Yeah. Don't let the good pitches go by. And I, I don't feel like you can in any situation, especially if, I mean, if, yeah, if, if the two guys in front of you hit home runs, go up there and hit a home run on the first pitch. Who cares? Yep. Because I actually is. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, <laughs> Jinx, you my, only candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to say about this, if I have a pitcher who is not mentally strong enough, like you said, to work through giving up back-to-back home runs, in the words of my high school baseball coach, he's not that damn good anyway. Good anyway, I don't need him. <laughs> yep. Yep, so that's, that's very that's good. That's my opinion on that. All right, baseball family, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into more of these. 
and we have more to say. And I bet you, uh, I bet you, di- you didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, baseball family, welcome back. We're going to talk more unwritten rules of the game. Obviously, we don't have time to get into every one of them, so we're going to cherry pick a couple of these mm-hmm. and move through them that way. Um, some of them are ridiculous, as we, I think, have clearly stated, mm-hmm. but. Perhaps we should take some time and talk about some that are less ridiculous. Brad, what do you think? Well, this this mm-hmm. one that I kind of I kind of get this one, but at the same time, it is a little bit ridiculous. A pitcher who's removed from the game in the middle of an inning must stay in the dugout until the end of the inning. It's like yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, like you're you're in. It shows that you're in with the team, right? Okay, but yeah. I can also see you've been out in the dugout or out in the bullpen for a while. You might have to go to the bathroom. I mean, we had an incident this week, right? <laughs> so, like, if you got to go, you got to go. That's cool. But come back. Hang out with the team. doesn't matter if you just got rocked for seven, eight runs, whatever. Um, you know, go sit in the dugout, eat some seeds, yeah. drink some Gatorade, and then when it's mm-hmm. over, pull a prank on somebody. Yeah. 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 yeah that's right. bubble that's going on hat, whatever. Just, yeah, you perfect. can unwind in the, in the dugout. You don't have to go unwind in the clubhouse. Yeah. Well, and you should unwind with your people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what about a pitcher not indicating that they are displeased or at all discouraged by the play or lack thereof of one of their fielders? Okay. So the way I look at this is an error. Should not indicate displeasure with an error. Because errors happen. That is the official rule. To me, like... If an error happens, like it, it's just the nature of the game. You've got uneven ground. Sometimes you got even a pebble. You know, like we saw a ball hit off third base the other day, and the Marlins third baseman made a great play on it. You know, granted right. that wouldn't have been an error, but just like you know, just you you pick each other up in baseball. You don't put each other down. It's hard enough game as it is that if something like that happens, you shouldn't be like, golly. You know, don't sh- don't make any faces. Nothing. You can make faces on a bad bad hop because yeah that's out of their out of their control you know, sure. just like man you know like, but dang but yeah. don't don't get down on guys defense is hard enough to play as it is don't make it any harder because if if you if they get in their own head same thing with pitching if fielders get in their own head we saw with chuck not chuck knoblock a great second baseman <laughs> got the yips yeah. th- got the yips couldn't throw the ball to first base anymore yeah no it's true so all right, so let's swing all the way over to the other side. Let's talk about stuff that I think makes a little bit more sense. How about not rubbing the part of your body that was hit by a pitch? Okay, tell me about that. So, I mean, this is this just comes down to machismo, honestly, and toughness. That's really what it is. It's, and my thing is, like, <laughs> it hurts. Rub it, man. <laughs> you think so? See, no, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm like, no, you can't have the satisfaction. Yeah, no, it hurts. Like rub yeah. it. I don't care. Make it feel better. Like if you need a little bit of ice, man, do it. Like you need that magic spray. Yeah, do what you got. It hurts to get. No, hit with man. The no, I totally disagree with you. Okay, there's nothing more exciting than watching a dude get drilled in the small of the back and him turning around, cold as ice, and staring that pitcher in the face, and not one iota of pain is on his okay. face. There's no, nothing I'll, I'll, bad. The I'll give whole, you this. We're talking 100,000 people between the attended fans <laughs> and the people on TV go, oh, and then he just turns slow and cold. 
There is nothing better than that. Okay. Let me, let me give you this. I, I will say this. Out of anywhere on my body, I would much rather get hit in the back because I'm not, A, I'm not going to rub it because I can't, can't reach it. But second, like, it's easiest to take a ball in the back. Okay? Like, yeah, okay. don't rub the back. But you get hit in the butt or the leg. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. give it a little bit of rub, you know? Rub no, that pain I disagree. off a little bit. Yes. And especially you get hit in the hand or the wrist. That's yeah. different. The hand yeah. is different. Okay. Sure. There are yeah, certain you places that the meat. hurt way worse than others. Yeah, and, and I of think course. you have license to rub that. But the back, Every, yeah, stare him down. Yes. Go walk down to first base and then go steal second on him. I'm the yeah exactly, and I'm the same way with anywhere where there's a bunch of meat. I'm talking the, you get hit in the butt, you get hit in the thigh. Mm-hmm. Look, it's gonna hurt like crazy. Yeah, I mean, we all know that. It. But it is your <laughs> job to look unaffected. That is uh, that is an unwritten rule I th- I firmly believe in. And I, I've just always thought it was funny because I remember getting hit. Don't rub it. I'm going to rub it. It hurts. You go ahead yeah. and rub it too. I don't <laughs> care. Well, you can rub it when you get to first base, fool. Like, <laughs> well, that's, when you, that's is, when you rub it. No, you take your base you, like a man, and then you go rub it when you get to first base. That's what that's I'm saying. That's what I say. That's okay. what I say. And all it's right. And it's all machismo, and it's all BS, and it's all bad for you. But it's still an unwritten rule, and I think it's one that makes perfect sense. You are representing the team. You are representing yourself, and you're not allowed to look like a baby back. You know what? At the box, <laughs> you have got to stand there and deliver a cold, searing gaze back to the dude who may or may not have intentionally thrown that ball at you. And if they did intentionally throw it, let's get into the next unwritten rule: Are you well within your rights or not to start chirping on your way to first base? Maybe throw something or charge what do you think of that okay so if somebody throws at you intentionally do not touch that spot where they hit you absolutely not okay like i'm with absolutely you on not do yes. not unless in fact, it's in the face you run that you in fact you strut down to first base maybe swell up and flex on them a little bit and call yeah. them a couple names and tell them you bring that all day because it doesn't even hurt nice change that's up, right sucka. like that's you that's, peacock yeah i totally agree with you on that absolutely definitely yep yeah, you peacock all the way down and, and tell them nice change up, nice curveball, whatever, when you know they yeah. brought the heat because nothing right. pitchers hate more than that. That's right. Exactly so. right. You telling me my 95 mile an hour looked like a change up? <laughs> yeah. Well, now they're in their heads. See, that's where this. Yep. See, the cool thing about a lot of these unwritten rules, some of them are complete BS. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like, let's be nice to each other. And like, come on, man, stop. Yeah. Like yeah. this is this is a ruthless cutthroat game, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't perform, the other guy will, and you'll get DFA'd. Exactly. So yeah. It is you. You have to perform. Period. End of story. But some of these rules are about reputation and team morale and mm-hmm. all this other stuff that goes into the subtext, the nuances of the game that I think are undeniable. That you can't. Mm-hmm. If and if we ever get away from them, we're going to be in trouble. And see, I feel like some of them can be challenged. We can get away with some of them. Like I've, I've talked. I mean, like, like you said, we talked endlessly about watching a home run. Fine, it's sure. Adds enter- I feel like it adds entertainment value. Go for it, absolutely. Yeah. Um, right. But and I just want to punch you in the face. I know, I know. But luckily for me, not I'm you, very, not you. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm talking about the guy in the box. <laughs> I want to take Yasiel Puig and hit him with my keyboard. That's all. <laughs> That's true. Like, lick your That's bat. True. How does it taste? How does the V key taste? I'm going to smack him. <laughs> it's all. 
but but some of the things that we've seen this year, we talked about. You know, we talked about the game placing itself. We had had some issues with the Astros, both pitching and hitting. We had, you know, we talked yeah. about free Joe hashtag free Joe Kelly, and yeah. you know yes. him throwing behind Bregman and, and Correa and chirping at him a little bit. Um, but then you had some Astros throwing at uh, Ramon Liriano. Is that who that was? Yeah, I think I think that is who it was. Yeah, and they threw at him. And you know he did. He was barking a little bit, chirping a little bit at those guys, and then there ended up sure. being a little bit, a little bit of a scuffle. Not much more than that. I wouldn't even no, say a, a brouhaha. Or a, yeah, it didn't go but to so, fisticuffs. No, it did not. Wasn't so, a Donnybrook in the infield for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> but so I, I ask you, Brig, which one ah. of those was more on the right? Was Kelly more on the right throwing at the Astros? I, I mean, I guess this is a dumb question because we know why Kelly did it. The Come reason on, the Astros man. were throwing Oriano was because because he's hitting home runs. Is it okay, is it okay to throw at a guy if he roughs you up for four home runs in three in a three game series? Like, no. Do you feel like that's okay? No. And I don't no, either. Be and better. Goes, yeah, exactly. Be better. Be mentally tougher and throw better pitches. And it goes now, back to that not swinging at the first pitch after you, the pitcher just giving up back to back. Right. Like that's, that's right. on the pitcher. Now, hold on. The value has changed, though, because 30 years ago, this was 35 even. This was way different. You you mm. crushed it even one time against Nolan Ryan, and he was going to put you right back in your diaper. Same thing as Bob Gibson. Bob, Bob Gibson Gibson's a great example. You if, you hit, hit, if you hit a home run off of him, you knew you were getting hit or thrown at the next time you got up there. One time. You get one time, and then he mm-hmm. is going to put the pants back on in that relationship, and he is going mm-hmm. to make sure that you are crying for mama. Yeah, now, exactly. And Now, sorry, that I will tell you that that level of ruthless policing itself, sort of Wild West baseball, I love it. I am drawn in some misplaced or some <laughs> Ill, misguided, ill-placed, macho, sort of just gritty, like, I don't know, old-school, like, toxic masculinity or something, but it strokes that part of me that I can't get very often. And see, for me, and, what it is, it's pouting. It's Of pouting. course it is. That's striking why it's toxic out, masculinity. Striking yes. out is just as much a part of the game as hitting a home run. Agreed. There's no reason you should be thrown at a guy because he succeeded against you. He's uh, going to fail against you nine out of ten times he sees you, especially if your name is Nolan Ryan or Bob Gibson. Let him succeed yes. against you one time. He's not going to do it again. Yeah, but listen, He doesn't have you figured out. Nobody has you figured out. Right, but nobody has them figured out because they will throw at your face. And, see, and that's and, part of the dynamic. Now, listen, here's the problem. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying that it does add a dynamic you can't get anywhere else. It is uh-huh. it is a it is a hunter gatherer sort of hyper vigilant I'm in charge mentality that we are losing in baseball. Is it right that we're getting away from that? Absolutely it is. But we have to acknowledge the past as the past. We have to put those values mm-hmm. and those systems in place. Because that's what it was. And back then, not only was it wildly acceptable, but it was also completely the norm. Right. 
And back then, I mean, it's like what people talk about the NBA now. They're like, oh, guys who played in the 80s, I love the 80s because it was like, you know, clotheslining guys and hard fouls. You, you couldn't get to the hoop. And now just you can't touch anybody, you know, and it's like, okay, but those are the rules then. These are the rules right. now. Basketball That's is right. far, actually far more entertaining. And the ratings are better now than they were then. With baseball, you risk losing it's, your stars. I mean, think yeah, about how much Mike Trout would have gotten thrown at. A ton, and not just well, and not because of launch angle. He's not hitting home runs like the other guys. These other guys do. He has a natural home run swing, and he is incredibly strong. He's going to hit yes. a lot of home runs, whether it's the launch angle era or it's the seventies when guys are going to throw at him. He'd be getting thrown at every other game. He would. I agree with you. I'm just saying that that was a dynamic of the game back then that we don't have mm-hmm. today. Right. Yeah. And, 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 I, and just, I, I still just can't comprehend it. I don't understand it. I do. I do understand it. I'm not advocating for it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I get it. I see I can. It's not hard for me in my mind to say Nolan Ryan feels like he is on top of the world on that 18 inches of mound. Okay. Right. And he feels like he is absolutely not only in charge in the moment, present minded, but entitled to being in charge at where his his role is to dictate not only the pace but also the execution of play, and he is going to do everything in his power to single-handedly affect the outcome of the game. Now, if you throw, if he throws on you, and let's say something doesn't break and it hangs, which happened occasionally, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some guy goes yard on him, then he will do everything in his power to make sure that he is back in the driver's seat dictating the game because he genuinely feels he is entitled to to managing the entire pace of play. He feels okay. like not only is he entitled to it, but it is his sole duty and responsibility. And that's part of that mentality is what made him so effective and why every time we talk about the greatest pitchers of all time, he's at the top of the list. Okay, now I got one for you. Okay. So last Wednesday, this is what started this whole string of blowouts. Yes. We had the Braves and the Marlins. The Braves beat the Marlins 29-9. to we had in the bottom of the seventh seventh inning, the Braves were up twenty five to nine. Yes, they, they were lowered the lowered the bases, and then you've got um, you've got Adam Duvall gets up and hits a grand slam to put the Braves up twenty nine to nine. Do you throw, or do you find it acceptable to throw the next pitch at Ozzy Albies? No. Okay, because that's what would have happened before. Ozzy no, Alves would have taken it to the dome. No, I don't think it would have. I do. Up 25-9, to nine and the dude hits a home run with the bases loaded. He gets a grand slam. Ozzy Alves yeah. would have been down and out. No, he wouldn't have. No. He would have been down and out the next time they came to play each other. The next, the next time they saw each other... No, Duvall would have been down and Duvall would have been down and out the next time they played each other. That's what. Yeah, that's exactly right. But no, I think the next. I think the very next pitch was would have headed would have been headed at no pun intended Albie's head. (laughs) I like what you did there. No, I can. (laughs) I think it, and it depends on whether there was a pitching change between those two instances. 
I don't think it depends on a pitching change either. I think no matter who's throwing the ball, if they bring a if they bring a new pitcher in, the reliever they're like they're handing the ball and it's like you know what you need to do. Yep, I do. He's down. Yeah, and you know, and the same yeah. pitcher I think is he's like, well, that sucked. Boom, you know. Yeah, but I'm telling you, look. So okay, so Nolan Ryan, okay, he's a terrible example. Let's say somebody else <laughs> gives up that many runs back then. Okay. Okay, somebody who's way less capable. And because Nolan Ryan would never have done that, but let's say they give up that many runs, you they are packing it in and waiting for the next appearance, the next opportunity to face this team. They are not going to execute retribution then, and if they do, it will be seen as petty and disingenuous and whatever else. That's disingenuous, the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Like it will be seen as seen as petty and small. But the next time they saw each other everybody's on this on the docket everybody and they're and they know they're they're going to run through ejections like crazy and everybody's so you, okay you, with it do you, think Acuna, do you think acuna is up to to get plunked the next time then everybody because 35 years I mean, ago 40 years ago everybody i mean that's the way it works, is especially the leadoff guy especially a leadoff guy like acuna yeah you'd well, much rather sure. hit him than have him swing his bat oh so, for sure Take so your I base, like, but yeah. but send a message at the same time. That's how it all was, old school. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I I feel like Albies is on his back, though, the very next batter. That's how I yeah. feel like it would have worked. Okay. And 35, 40 years up. ago? Maybe yeah. so. Yeah. But I don't think so with that many runs on the board. I think they, they, they're packing it in and, and planning their revenge for later. Okay. All right. Well. We'll Let see. us know what you think, baseball family. Do you what do you think yeah. about the unwritten rules? Do you think there's some that are outrageous? Do you think a lot of them make sense? Um, are there some that borderline on just superstition? I mean, let us know. Let us know if you think Ozzy Albies would have been on his back following the Adam Duvall home run. I don't know. I don't know either. But check Send it out, baseball family. If if you want to learn more about baseball's unwritten rules, I've got this book here called the Baseball Codes. It was written by, let's see, Jason Turbo and Michael Duca. Um, it's a terrific read. It's, it's kind of dense, I'll be completely honest with you, but it does get into the details. It does give you play-by-play scenarios to help kind of set up the situation so you understand what happens. And uh, if you can read it in Vin Scully's voice in your mind, you'll probably be a lot better off. So that's what I did. <laughs> I could hear, during, especially during the play-by-play announcing, um, mm-hmm. that they try to break down in there. It gets a little lost in the sauce unless you're listening to Vince Scully in your brain. So, um, You know, maybe he should I be re- doing that as like a retirement job, reading reading audiobooks. Because he could read the phone book and it would be entertaining. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He'd make you feel like you were sitting right there. Let's, <laughs> let's reach out and pitch the yeah. idea to him. That's All a right. good idea. I yeah. love it. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.